Hey everyone, welcome to Marvelous Geeks. I'm Gisani Sophia, and I have a great friend with me today, and we're going to talk about Infinity War. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Gisani. How you doing? <laughs> Not Infinity War related, but yes, we're here to talk about Infinity War. And naturally, there's going to be a lot of spoilers. It's been three weeks. If you haven't seen it. Either stop opinion. listening or what are you waiting for? Do you want a personal invitation here? Okay. First things first, I feel like we need to establish a really important thing, which is the one character that we are absolute ride or die for. Bucky Barnes. Steve Rogers. That's why we're friends. Exactly. I mean, hello. But those two, man, and their scene. I guess we'll just get into that. Did you cry? I feel like I was a little too numb to cry, but I was very, like, emotional. That seems to be the general consensus. Like, numbness. Is a thing that happened during that movie. But yeah, their their reunion was precious. So precious. But that wasn't the first time that yeah. they were reunited. Clearly, because... Well, how was that implied again? The directors confirmed that, Oh, they did? Yeah, and they did an interview with Sebastian Stan, like, last week, confirming that that wasn't the first time Steve and Bucky saw each other since Civil War ended. Because if it was... That reunion would have lasted, like, half the movie. <laughs> this is also true, because you wouldn't just be like, hey, how are you doing? He's like, oh my god, so tell me everything. <laughs> but anyway, how did you like the movie in its entirety? I felt like I was having an anxiety attack the entire mm -hmm. time. I liked it, because it was, like, all just ten years of my childhood smashed into one movie. But it was a lot to handle. I'm so happy they split it because good grief. Can you imagine if they didn't? I mean, I would be willing to watch a four-hour movie. Just give me an intermission to go to the bathroom. But, but now we have to wait a year. At like least it's not two years. But the worst cliffhanger ever. Just like Steve and the other original Avengers just standing there looking at ashes of people they knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a lot. Which death was the worst for you? And death in quotes, because let's be real, these people are coming back. But, but there still are only hurts. two people who are actually truly dead. And that's Loki and no, Gamora. We, we, we don't know this. But they're the only two who actually... Well, Gamora's not dead. She got pushed off the side of a cliff. Uh, someone confirmed, I think, it was, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was on the Russo brothers who confirmed that she is in fact inside the Soul Stone. I guess that makes sense. I mean, it has to. There's a Guardians 3. You're going to tell me that Gamora's not going to be in Guardians 3? Please. But her whole thing in the first two was getting Thanos. <laughs> right, and this one would be recovering from what Thanos had done to her. I don't know. You can't, you, no, you're not taking away Gamora. <laughs> well, back to the death that hurt me the most. Peter Parker. Oh, God. Peter Parker hurt everyone. He should have just was. stayed on the school bus. Even though that wouldn't have stopped him from disappearing from existence. It would have hurt less. I know, because he would probably not have anyone to beg to. He would just go And the fact quietly. that Tom Holland improvised that entire scene hurt Why? Me even more. Why would you do that, child? What made you think that that was okay? It was already going to hurt. You don't pour salt on a person's wounds. You just don't do that. I'm starting to think, like, them saying they didn't know what scenes they were filming. Like, you knew what you were doing when you filmed that scene. Like, you knew what was going to happen at the end of this movie. <laughs> Even if you didn't get to read the entire script or any of it's it. It's like, why is my last word Steve? What follow? What does Steve say to me? 
What do I say to Steve? Why am I begging not to go? <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, we believe that. But I think what makes it that whole thing would probably just be in terms of like RDJ. Actually, let's be real. Robert Downey Jr. knows everything. I'm pretty sure he knew the entire plot. I'm, I think him and Benedict Cumberbatch were two of the few people who read the actual script. The entire? Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, Benedict had a really big part in yeah. it, so he had to know what was going on. He had to know about the endgame. Yeah. So then, then it's probably like Chris Evans that does not know that, did not know that um, Iron Man survives or something, but... Because that's the only thing I would understand them not knowing is who the other people are that they didn't film with because otherwise how do you read an empty half empty script i mean because they were filming infinity war and avengers 4 at the same time so they don't they probably didn't know what scenes were for what movie exactly and so like if they were with certain people filming scenes they they weren't in infinity war like it was probably for the next one so i just i cry a lot it's just, I don't even know. Like, I don't know where to begin with this movie, and I think that's why I love it so much, is because, well, do you have a complaint? Probably somewhere deep down. <laughs> Can you think of it? Let's get back to that. Okay, I'm trying to think of mine, and I think my only complaint is that while I'm okay with comedic relief, there were certain scenes, like Drax's whole I'm Invisible thing, that I was like, we really put screen time into this? Listen, it wasn't needed, but it was great. Yeah, like, it was great, but I was just like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. But, because otherwise, his scenes were great, but just that one, I was like, you couldn't have them. What? Why? Why do you need to? Also, where did Mantis come from in that scene? Like, she just appeared out of nowhere. I don't know, but I I, would have wanted that scene to just be Gamora and Peter. Speaking of Peter, he... All quilt. You know, I get it. Like, grief is very powerful. You love her. But my dude. You couldn't have waited till they got the gauntlet off. Two seconds. You were literally the one telling Drax to wait until they have the reality stone before he attacked. Yet you couldn't do that. Which I guess is like, it's a great showcase of how powerful grief truly is and how much you can lose yourself when you really love someone. But still, literally, Peter... Parker, the other Peter, had it off. I was a little sad, disappointed that they didn't have like a scene with them acknowledging the fact that they have the same name because they're both dorks. Mm. And that would have been a great moment. You know what wouldn't surprise me if after his intro, after Peter Parker's introduction, I don't know why I keep calling him Peter Parker, it makes his name so much longer. After Spider Man's introduction <laughs> with Doctor Strange, if he just walked around introducing himself as Spider Man. <laughs> Like, okay, I guess we're not going to use our real name, so I'm just going to be Spider-Man and Star-Lord. Because he called himself, uh, I was going to call him Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) Tony called Peter Mr. Lord. So it's like he must have introduced himself as Star-Lord to where then Peter was like Spider-Man. So neither of them know that their names are Peter. But somehow they know that the last name is Quill. Well, it's the little things. I mean, because the other Guardians call him by his last name sometimes, so... Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever called him Peter, except maybe Gamora. Or his dad. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Rocket, that sweet rabbit. I love how you went from dad to Rocket. Well, because he is a dad. (laughs) And that was Groot's last word. Exactly. Like, that just... 
Again, I didn't need that, but I absolutely needed that. I needed to know what his last words were. I feel like James Gunn is always just breaking my heart. First with saying that baby Groot was Groot's son and then letting us know what Groot's last words were. Rocket when Rocket said he has everything to lose. And he lost everything. He pretty much meant that he, yeah. Back to Loki, only because Rocket makes me think of Thor and Thor makes me think of Loki. I don't think he's really dead. Or at least this is me being in deep denial because I love him so much. But you're going to tell me that Loki would just take a random little knife and attempt to stab Thanos when he has two infinity stones? He's not that dumb. He's literally not that dumb. Like, this is Loki we're talking about. I mean, you have a point. (laughs) That was a long pause. But, I mean, seriously, this is Loki we're talking about. He would not do this. He's always two steps ahead of everyone. Unless it's the Hulk, whom he's terrified of. But, you know, that's that's a whole other story. But he wouldn't just attempt to stab Thanos. Even if it was, like, in a trick. He had to know better. Then what are your theories about? That he either split himself or that it was like he wasn't really there but the issue with that is that we actually saw Thanos hold him yeah so I don't know unless he's figured out a way to do it in a way where he's more like he's actually human between Ragnarok yeah I no unless he did that in Ragnarok then that wasn't I don't know I don't know I just I refuse to believe he was that stupid. Like, I have a feeling that he had something bigger in mind. But why did he take the Tesseract in the first place? Like- because he's Loki, and the Tesseract is his child. Let's be real. Like, he's going to beg the Avengers to let him keep the Tesseract. <laughs> Please, can I just have it in my room? I like to look at it. I promise I won't use it and, like, cause commotion in Earth anymore. Like, this all kind of started with him and that exactly. stupid cube. So. The cube he really, really loves for whatever reason. Maybe he used it as a nightstand. I don't know. He could be scared of the dark. I do hate that they killed him so early on because exactly. he has so much character that's, development that's from, also, first, from like Thor till now. Like he was actually a decent a person. Like Exactly. And you can't kill a god that easily. Like, come on, universe. There, there has to be something bigger than this. I refuse to believe Loki's dead. And even with Heimdall, like you, you're going to tell me he didn't see Thanos coming? He sees everything. Yeah. He literally, when Loki walks in in Ragnarok, he goes, he, he mentions that he saw him coming. And he's like, yeah, I know. Of course. So you're going to tell me that he didn't see Thanos coming? I mean, maybe he did, but... But he kept it? Why? Or like, Unless... how do you prepare to fight against that? Like, their whole world just... Exactly. But I just feel like he's he's way more powerful than that. So I feel like with those two... There's a bigger story, and if there isn't, that is going to be the thing I'm going to hate the most and be the most disappointed with. Because you just, you can't tell me that those two are just going to die in the first two minutes. If it was maybe like 45 minutes, I'd be like, okay. okay. You'd accept it more? Maybe. But two minutes? I'm exaggerating. It's probably five or ten. I don't know the exact numbers. But that's not, and with two characters who really, truly are so powerful. Like, if it was someone who didn't have, and then like, did powers. It? Yeah. Like, and also with him choosing to send Hulk into Earth. Why couldn't you send Thor? You know what I mean? True. But like, and now that, like, since Thor's, like, tapped into, like, more of his power. Like, yeah. Maybe because he figured he had he the ability himself, to do it himself. But still, I'm just like, 
I do. And I feel like that'll play a bigger role with the second half of the ship that escaped. Because we know that Valkyrie, Valkyrie escaped with the rest of the Asgardians. And hopefully, um, what are their names? Korg? Like, yes. <laughs> Come on. We've got to have our little rock man. Oh, Taika is just amazing. <laughs> exactly. I watched Ragnarok the other day and just, come on. And that's what essentially made me come down to this, where I was like, Loki's not dead, not after this. <laughs> you don't just give him, like, I mean, you do, but no, no, I refuse. I there, No. So if that's true, that is the one thing I hate the most, those two deaths. Because I had hope in Gamora, even though that hurt, because... As of right now, I've seen it five times, <laughs> but still, till this to this moment, my favorite performer is still Zoe Saldana. Like she's the one that made me cry the most after my third viewing when the numbness wore off and I was actually able to process what's happening. But like I don't, I wasn't expecting her death exactly. And then because like when they like well, I'm gonna take a little detour, but the Red Skull. What are you doing? How is he still alive? <laughs> that just made me so angry. Because if there's one thing you need to know about me, it's that I live and breathe a Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter appreciation life. And Steve died because of that idiot. So to see... Died his, in quotes. Yes, whatever. He was taken away from Peggy. So to see his face again, rage. A lot of rage. I was going to say something. I'm sorry. No, I forgot. I thought of Steve and Peggy and I lost it. <laughs> But when, like, they t- when he told them that the only way to get the soul stone was to sacrifice something you love, and then she just, like, burst out laughing. I know. And then you just see, like, tears falling down Thanos' face. I was like, oh, shit. Like, Thanos having a heart and being torn and that complexity within him. I hate that we were supposed to sympathize with I know. him, though. Like, I don't but it want made to. him so great as a villain. Because... But he does Mar- have a heart. Yeah, Marvel villains generally didn't, other than Loki. Like, we're, we're not going to talk about he who must not be named, Ultron, oh. who just... Ultron was crazy. Just I don't even know what Ultron was doing 90% of the time. But that's the thing. Thanos had a heart in the same way that Killmonger had a heart. And that's why I feel like both of them are such fascinating villains. Like, they both had, like, a motives that made sense. Like, <clears throat> even though they're crazy motives. Like, they wanted to help people, but they just went about it in a very wrong way. Mm-hmm. So I get that. But still, like, I don't want to sympathize with you because you're exactly. trying to wipe out half the universe and you exactly. just threw your daughter off a cliff. So Exactly. He just... And also, what bothers me about that is why do you not love Nebula the same way? Right? Like, you destroyed her home and took her in, but then you just tore her apart. Like, what? That is so... If he, like, did it with both Nebula and Gamora, it'd make him so much more compelling as a villain, too. But I'm just like, why like don't you not love... Like, if he sacrificed both of them? Yeah, or... I'm like, why don't you love Nebula? What does she do to you? And I love that Nebula is on the good side. Like, I love that so much that she told Gamora, like, don't you dare tell him. Like, my life is not worthy of it, essentially. And Because well, they, they finally have, like, a relationship with the sist- as sisters. I'm not crying. And then, like, I feel like after Guardians 2, like, they realize they all have, like, the same goal. Like, they want to get rid of Thanos. Thanos, Yeah. Like, she went about it, like, a little extreme. Like, just breaking into a ship and trying to kill him. But, But, you know, I don't know, man. I, like, I straight up do not know. 
Because there's going to be more deaths. But those, none of these deaths were ones that I was preparing for. Like, I was preparing for Steve and Tony. Like, basically all the original ones whose contracts are over. Yeah. Minus Thor, because you can't, I really don't, I don't think, think you could he's kill a guy. Even if Chris Hemsworth's contract was done, you wouldn't, you, you can't kill a god. Defeats, I just feel like he would go create a new Asgard, live like his life happily and mourn his like, best friends, and just live a happy life with Valkyrie. His int- his like intro into Wakanda was oh amazing. My and then there's God. like lanky teenage Groot and Rocket next to <laughs> That was an entrance. And that's the thing. Every single one of the characters had an entrance. And it was the kind of entrance that I was like, oh my I think I hit you when Steve came You did. Screen. I'm sorry. I Violently. apologize for that. Happens. But then I got you back when Bucky, Bucky came, came on, on screen. screen. And that's just I love that because every character the second you saw them it was like oh my god like they each had such a good entrance and then yeah Thor's entrance into Wakanda I love that when the Guardians came on screen for the first time like you before you even saw them you knew who it was because like when Rubber Band Man started playing like yep the music for Guardians as a whole like one of my favorite things just as a little side note always have all the awesome mixes Footloose is definitely not the best movie but you know what I'm glad we brought that up, and Peter knows now. That little exchange was amazing, though, because like Peter Parker is like always making like pop culture reference to old movies. Yeah, <laughs> old, oh sweet summer child. But yeah, whenever he and, and let's just get into it, he is essentially Tony's son. He is, and that kills me because we had that exchange with Pepper early on in the movie. Did you see the whole thing on Twitter about how? Gwyneth Paltrow supposedly spoiled something in Avengers 4 about how her and Tony have a kid. Yes, but I kind of thought that that implied... I don't know why. That Peter was their child. Peter was their child. I mean... Also, Aunt May did not die after Thanos wiped out half the universe. So she's just at home in Queens waiting for Peter to come home. Lovely. Pain. More pain. Because now she knows that he's Spider-Man because of the end of Homecoming. More pain. It's just this movie. It's all pain. Like, those weren't things I thought about during the movie, but then after reading, like, things being confirmed, like, oh, yeah, she's still alive. Like, it's just pain. Then also Tony's reaction to his death. Because, like, in in Spider-Man Homecoming, he was like, if you die, I feel like that's on me. And so then watch him die in front of him. It is on him. Plus, he's his son. Strange even made a reference to that. Like, what is this? What's happening here? Which character surprised you the most? In terms of? In terms of, not to say that you weren't their biggest fan, but you weren't, oh my God, with them. And then after this movie, they really grow on you. Unless there was somebody that you just did not absolutely like at all. And now you do. I mean, I'm not the biggest Doctor Strange fan. Like, like you understand. Same. Like, I've seen the movie a bunch of times, but it's just, it's not one. It's like the one that I can't, never really got into. Like, yeah. Thor Dark World wasn't really my Same. favorite movie either. Same. Like the first one and then Ragnarok. Ragnarok was my favorite by far. Oh, yeah. But Ragnarok was everyone's favorite. I don't know. Doctor, Sh- but I kind of liked the role he played in this one. I loved him. Like I was so pleasantly surprised with how much I care about Doctor Strange. Like the second he was about to fade, I was like, no, 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 no. You stay. Please stay. Because <laughs> he does play such a huge role. And I feel like in his movie, like, yes, he... He shines, but not in the way that he did in this movie. And here's the thing. Putting my little biased opinion aside, 
the only, the best origin movie of all the Marvel heroes was Black Panther. Because otherwise, every other origin, I was kind of just like, meh. I mean, Black like, Panther wasn't really an origin it wasn't story to say because he was already introduced, introduced. But it was still his, his standalone, essentially. Yeah. And I feel like even if he did have an origin movie, it would just be done so well because of the team that he has on his side. So that's why Doctor Strange, I was like, man, I'm not feeling it. I feel like also in Doctor Strange, he was more cocky than he was in Infinity War. Maybe. Like, so just I don't really remember, to be honest. Himself. I watched it before going to see Infinity War, oh. so I don't know. But I, don't know. Yeah. I definitely liked him more in this movie. Yeah, and I love the role he played because was, he was so important to this, and he is so important. And obviously he's not dying either because I'm sure there's a Doctor Strange too, naturally. Well, so he said he saw over like 14 exactly. million possibilities so there was only the one only that worked one. out and he said, Tony, that it was the only way, like the only way that they're going to eventually win. I had win. chills just, just, <laughs> just remembering that because it was a moment or that, that moment where he goes more in the end game now. I was like, oh, okay, stuff's happening right now and I can't handle. Just his, and I, of all the con, like comedic, moments i think his with peter is might be number one. Oh, the made-up name yeah <laughs> when he goes i'm peter by the way dr strange oh we're using our made-up names now okay then i'm spider-man and he was so <laughs> eager to say that he's spider-man he's just so happy about it and then when he got knighted as an avenger like he looks so proud because <laughs> there's that one moment where tom holland like <laughs> He just like shifts his like shoulders, but his straight. posture like improves. Yeah, it just completely changes, and then he does this thing with his mouth, like, okay, this is it. Like this is the moment I've been waiting for. <laughs> and I was like, no one has ever been knighted before. We didn't have to do this, but okay, Tony would do it if anyone's gonna do it. It would be Tony just, to do something it's small just and over dramatic. Oh, sweet Tony! The new suit that just oh, kind of God. appeared out of his tracksuit was pretty amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Do you think Tony will take off the suit ever? I mean, he doesn't need no the arc reactor anymore. Like he exactly. got the shrapnel removed from his chest. Like like, like during the conversation with Pepper. Exactly. Like, but I feel like he can't as much even if he wanted to. It's just a part of who he is now. Like mm-hmm. he he can never fully stop being Iron Man. Exactly, which is why I also think that that's the only way that it ends with same with Steve is that they have to die. Because I can't see Steve Rogers willingly letting go of the shield and walking away. He, this, he can't walk away from a fight. Is he technically nomad now, though? He is, but he's still Captain America. If there's a fight, he's going to be there. Even if he doesn't have that shield, whatever he is, he's going to fight for it. With the Avengers. In the same, like how he said in Civil War. If you need me, I'll be right there. Like He's not going to ever stop on. fighting. Listen! If we don't get these two reuniting I, with a hug, I'm going to lose it in the same in way that In another Tony. world, Steve would have been Tony's godfather. So let's... With Peggy as his <laughs> godmother, my god. If he hadn't I'm gone into that. the ice. <laughs> let's be real. Yeah. I, they need to hug. And that's something that I think is so... That I loved so much about this movie was the vulnerability that we saw in all of these heroes, especially the men, because we don't get that very often. And it was such a perfect way to shut out the toxic masculinity that is often found in superhero films with all of these men showing so much emotion. 
when Hulk first walked in and saw Tony. He literally just basically collapsed into his arms. You're like, it's this, and yes, Banner has always been a little bit more open with his emotions than the Hulk has. It also looks science, bro. Yeah. But it was such an honest and heartfelt moment. And I can't get over that. And I'm never going to get over that. The world ending combined with the fact that he hasn't seen them. In so long. Since he left after Ultron. Exactly. That was a great moment. And then Thor crying. We have a god crying. (laughs) Marvel, man. Marvel. A plus on this. I think that that was probably, everything aside, that's my favorite thing about this movie. These characters were all so vulnerable. Each of them. Wanda and Vision. Oh, Wanda and Vision. Okay, guys. I guess we'll get into that. First of all, I love that they're finally like exploring how powerful she is. Like, yes. They haven't shown her full potential yet, but that scene when she comes down <laughs> and just like knocks the shit out of everyone. Yep. And then is like, why was she up there the whole time? Seriously, like, why was she up there the whole time? I mean, I get she needed to protect Vision, but guys, come on. So I, the women in this movie were like yes. super badass. Yes. And the way that they were having each other... That was going to be a bad sentence. And the way they had each other's backs, please and thank you. All of it. Just can't. I can't wait until these women meet the Gamora. The only person I wish that could have been in this was Nakia. Oh, yeah. But for whatever reason, she wasn't. Because like, maybe she was in Oakland. She, was, she said that she was on a war dog mission. So fine. Fine, fine, fine. Speaking of war dogs, since Bucky is White Wolf, in the comics, he is... Like, the leader of the Wakandan secret police. That is awesome. But also means he's not going to be Cap anytime soon. I don't think he's going to be Cap anytime soon. And not that I don't want him to be, but I want him to explore something away from Captain America for a while. Because, like, Steve and, like, Cap, that's it's been his entire Exactly. Thing. So I'd love for him to be the White Wolf, to lead that, have... Sam take on the shield, and then when Sam's ready to retire, because I can see Sam walking away from the fight, and not in the sense of giving up, but just he did his part, now it's time to retire the shield, that's when I see Bucky taking it on. But I do see Sam taking it on before Bucky. Or at least that's the route I kind of hope we go with. Because if Steve dies, I don't even think Bucky would have the strength to carry it on. Like, like his best friend from childhood, like, the only remaining part of his childhood, gone. So I could see him doing something else and then wielding the strength to finally be like, yes, now I can do this. I mean, not only the like, part of his childhood, but the only part of his life pre-Hydra. Yeah, like, basically. Steve's is everything, if you think about it. Cause, well, same with Bucky. They really, well, a little bit more so for Bucky because Steve still has the Avengers. He, yeah. he has these relationships that he's established. Bucky has nothing since he's been normalized by Shuri. It's like how Peggy and Bucky were the only like yeah. remnants of Steve's life before mm-hmm. he went under. Mm-hmm. And now Steve was only part of Bucky's life. So when he dies, inevitably, everything is going to hurt. But I do like that they're giving him, um, Bucky like the White Wolf storyline. Yeah. And like, exploring like a different path for him. Yeah. I really like that as well. And I, I love the idea of him and... Because T'Challa's introduction into the MCU was fighting Bucky. And so to have them be on one team... It warms my heart. 
a lot. Not a little, a lot. Is I cry. Black Panther, White Wolf. I okay. Water on my face. <laughs> but also, again, with so, I guess here's the thing. Now, if we're talking real deaths, who do we think is actually gonna die? In the next one. Mm. Like, like all the people I thought were going to die in this one, like, I was certain, as much as I didn't want it to happen, that Steve and Tony yeah. were done. Mm-hmm. And I I definitely think Cap is going to die just because... Cap? Yeah. Steve? I hate to break your heart. No, no, I know. Oh, yeah. Because you, you said Steve. Yeah. yeah. The two names are interchangeable. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I had a moment there. Anytime Cap dying just breaks me a little, a lot. Hawkeye, I don't think he's dying. I think, I think Banner might die as much as I don't want it. I'm excited to see more with the whole issues with him. And the and Hulk. Hulk. Like, they need to go to counseling. Or... Like, can you believe that the Hulk is terrified? That's just something that, that again... hurts my heart Exactly, and it goes back to that showcase of vulnerability because the Hulk... Like, I can understand Banner being exactly. scared, but the Hulk has been, like, this terrifying thing exactly. for forever. He, he was about, like, he was trying to kill them um, in Ragnarok at the end when Thor was like, no, 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 stop. Big monster. No, buddy, <laughs> come down. Like, he's fearless. And so to have him be afraid and to have him not want to come out, that's just... It hurts a little, man. And that's why I think that Banner could be susceptible to death because without him, he's just a scientist. Yeah. And speaking of scientists, that scene with Shuri, it's all I ever wanted. Now I just need her to meet Tony because when she's like, why didn't you just, I don't know scientific terms, so I'm not even going to attempt to say what she did. But, and then he's just like, we didn't think of it. Like not even denying the fact that this girl in front of him like a 17-year-old girl. Exactly. He was just like, okay, we didn't think of it. There's that. I don't think Vision's dying for that reason. I think that... He's also not human, so... Yeah. So having that time, though, I think that she is going to remove the stone... Excuse me. The stone from him. The stone's gone. Did you forget that part? Yes, but I feel like we, we have to use a time machine. The time stone to bring it all back, which then would bring back this And because she stone. was in the process of... Like recalibrating yeah. him, his whatever, so he could function without the stone. But we don't really know how far along she was in that process before. Exactly. Thanos so his minions came in. So there's also that the stone isn't the same mind stone that Thanos knew of. So that that could also play a role into bringing back all these people because it's either the time stone or. Yeah, it's, it's got to be the time. The time stone I, is the biggest. I really feel like it's going to be the time stone just because based on what I've seen online with like yeah. the the photos from filming with Steve back in like his like 1940s uniform and like on the set. like I have one thing to say. I if I have to watch Steve Rogers die, if this has to happen, if he is not greeted into heaven or wherever afterlife he's going to, by Peggy Carter, I'm going to riot. My 
screams will be heard from every theater. Just saying. I'm done. That's my two cents. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all I'm asking for. So, yeah, we are using the time stone for sure. We have to. Because then Captain Marvel, we're getting her introduction into the 90s. Yeah, and, and then like how two months before Infinity War, uh, whatever, untitled, whatever we get after that, how she comes into our timeline, that's all going to be. Because, look, she gets the page from Fury at the end of Infinity War, and then I can't wait. Cue Hillary Duff song. It's called I Can't Leave, right? What Hillary Duff song are you talking about? It's like a really old Disney (laughs) song. Don't even ask me. But, yeah. So, yeah, because the time stone is the only way all these characters are coming back. There's no other way. And that's why I don't think Vision, when he comes back, he'll still have the stone. So I think he'll be alive. And I think Wanda's going to be alive. Definitely. I don't don't know about Rhodey. That's where I'm kind of like, is he going to be alive? He's already been through, like, too much. But he survived. And that's the thing. All these people that survived, I feel like they're the ones that are in danger of death. I just don't want the sweet rabbit to go. <laughs> Can we just talk about Thor calling him sweet rabbit? Like, that was just so pure. Has he ever seen a raccoon before? <laughs> it was, and the fact that he didn't mind is what I love the most. I mean, all the Guardians are in love with Thor, though. Like, yeah, he's a real that's man. Also true. So. Yes. Oh, my God. Peter trying to talk like them. I had so much secondhand embarrassment. That scene, I was like, oh, God. If I was the one dating you, I'd end things right there. Just don't do that, my dude. He's trying to imitate the God man. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, the pirate angel, he's going to live a happy life. And I can't wait to see where Valkyrie comes into all this. Like, I know. I keep stressing that, but holy moly. Like, my first thought when we saw them at the beginning of the movie was like, is she alive or is yeah. she dead? But then, cause the, but then I remembered, like, he only wipes out half exactly. of the populations that he's destroyed. So she's most definitely on... Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, like, the other half of the ship, because you saw that it was, like, broken yeah. in half with the rest of the Asgardians. Yep. Like, and we already know what a badass she is. Yup. She survived all of this. Like, she's not about to die in the hands of Thanos. Come on now. But she's better than that. And... I can't wait until... I, I don't know. The thing is, what's so fascinating to me, one of the scenes where, where Steve's holding up the gauntlet and Thanos cannot break free from it. Like when he's like pushing against Yeah. Him. He uses his other hand and that just gets to me because I'm like, we do not talk about how strong Steve Rogers is enough. He's a super soldier. <laughs> Literally though, he could have held up that gauntlet. If someone else was holding up Thanos' other hand... Like where was Bucky when you needed... <laughs> Somebody help this man. He was almost there. Man, I cannot. Oh my god. I can't wait. Speaking of super soldier, it'll be interesting seeing, seeing Sam as yeah. Captain America since he's not. Exactly. He doesn't have the serum like But then Steve Captain America did. doesn't have to have the serum. He's just he's so much more than the shield. Like the whole reason he got chosen was because. Of his heart. Yeah. And I mean, we do. Like the man we, jumped on a we, freaking grenade. Yeah. <laughs> we are very close to the Wakandans. So. I think they could spare some vibranium for Sam. Also, like, I know it makes no sense, but it made me a little sad when they brought Bucky the new arm. And, like, his first thought was, what is it? Where's its fight? I know. It's like, you could have just given him an arm so he could have an arm. (laughs) No, buddy. It's just, we just want you to have an arm. There's no fight. (laughs) All's well. Like, I just want him back tending to his goats. (laughs) Also, like, what happened to Wakabi? I'm still mad at him, but where are you at? Why weren't you fighting Thanos? We got M'Baku. (laughs) Like... Oh, oh my god, when he was like, 
did he say of course brother or yeah anytime brother i was like we're at we're at bro level now okay thank you i didn't know i needed this that was great speaking of bros i forgot what i was gonna say wow <laughs> that was oh fast. no i totally remembered thor and steve i love their little bro moment steve copied my beard <laughs> new haircut that was improvised too no sweet little children <laughs> I always love their their fight. There's a lot of things I don't like about Age of Ultron, but their use of the hammer and the shield together, they stole my heart. It's always been one of my favorite things. It's been a while since I've seen Ultron. I watched it the other day. And it's just, it's a good combo, man. It's a good combo. I mean, combo. I watch Civil War like once a week, so. <laughs> There's also um, the whole... I am Groot. I'm Steve Rogers. Like, and he, that was so pure. And he just, I know. You're like, oh, sweet child. It's going to be okay. I mean, because probably it's first time seeing a tree creature. So. This is my friend, tree. <laughs> but here's the thing. Well, Thor just like, doesn't learn anyone's name. No. <laughs> sweet rabbit, tree. But I just... So also, Tony has to have the shield. Because it wasn't destroyed. He in didn't just war. leave it. He did leave it. No, t- Tony. Yeah. Exactly. So Tony has a shield. So I just, that moment when they reunite. And he gives it to him. Wailing. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to start wailing in the theater. That shield that still has the bullet marks. From Peggy. Okay. (laughs) Ah. Just my goal is just to make you cry. Basically, everyone's goal is to make me cry with the mention of Peggy Carter and Steve Rogers and what could have been. It's okay. We'll be fine. But I have, I feel like there's so much, there's so much talk about this movie. But she needs like a two hour long podcast. Seriously. But okay, with Thanos' minions, like so, the only thing is, it's, it's also one of the concerns I had. Sometimes I felt like they were truly ruthless and I was terrified of how we were going to beat them. But then there were other times where I was like, oh, we just killed Squidward? Squidward. Just like that? Squidward's gone? Also, calling him Squidward. I know that there's like universal rights, but come on, he totally looked like Voldemort. In Sorcerer's Stone. Like a love child between Voldemort and Squidward? Probably. That's a gross combo. Because he did look like a sea creature. but <laughs> Very true. But, like, he died so quickly. And like, he, it's, how it's powerful ab- he was, his death was... Exactly, because I have a hard time remembering their names. Ebony But Ma. I feel like everyone, exactly, everyone knows Ebony Ma and Proxima Midnight. The Her other, death was hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> the other four, I don't know their names. Rockman, big guy with the horns, I don't know. <laughs> but it's like... They seemed so terrifying, but their deaths weren't as terrifying. But it was cool. But I was just like, what? What? They're really gone? That's it? All it took was an alien movie reference to kill Ebony His Ma? death reminded me of Star Wars when <laughs> Leia. Leia was like in space almost dying. <laughs> Too bad he didn't have the force with him. But yeah, like, and her blue blood. That was gross. That was very gross. Yeah, she is an alien. Yeah. I don't know. But I cannot wait for this movie. Like they were kind of like blah deaths for people who yeah. are that powerful. Especially because they came in as such a threat. And you're like, damn, this is going to be hard. And also the little demo dogs, come on. That, that, they were 100% demo dogs. Stranger things, guys. They, <laughs> literally, the second I saw them, I was like, what are these? The little things from the upside down? The universe is colliding. I swear. This is it's all that I've ever wanted in my life. All my Steves to meet each other. All two of them? Yeah. <laughs> All two of the very important Steves. I feel like there's so much we still haven't talked about. But it's I like know. Wrapping my head around. is like, it's good. Where do you rank it? 
I still don't know where I rank it. Like among all the other ones? Uh-huh. Top five. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I do. I think for me, I want to say... I feel like I need to go home and make like a bracket or something. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I do love it. It's a good movie. I mean, I feel uh, Black Panther ruined my ranking because it was just so good. Yeah. It like knocked some things out. I know. Very I true. feel like a lot of the newer movies though, like they've replaced older ones like yeah. Black Panther and Ragnarok. Like I love those two. Like mm-hmm. they, and I love Spider-Man Homecoming just cause it's like the first two Spider-Man, would you call them series or yeah. franchise or whatever. They, like they were good. Like Tobey Maguire was like my childhood Spider-Man. So like there's always a spot for him, but they didn't really look like they could be in high school. Like if they were exploring Peter Parker in high school, he needed to look like he was yeah. in high school, not a grown man yeah. pretending. And that's the thing. For me, even though I grew up on the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and then I really did like Andrew Garfield's version of Spider-Man, this movie made Tom Holland my Spider-Man. And if they ever try to come up with another Spider-Man movie, I refuse. No. In the same way that it's like, I'm never going to want... Like, I am done with the MCU after this. In my future, when my children want to watch their new versions of these films, if they come out, which Sorry, hopefully no. they don't, I'm just like, I don't know, your father's taking you. I'm not watching them. There's I mean, only one Captain America. <laughs> You're not watching them. You are watching these. These are the best. Because <laughs> I can't. It's kind of in the same way how I can't do most DC films. Because, anyway, not getting into that. But. <laughs> not going to compare universes. No, 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 no. But. It was just so good. And one of the other things, like, I loved that scene where Steve goes, we're going home. Like, okay, we're going home. And then they go to the Avengers headquarters. That's home. Like, but he still considers that, like, his place. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's two years after Civil, Civil War. War. Which is wild. Like, and I had to go in thinking that because, like, last time we saw Peter Parker, he was 15. But yeah. Now he's older now and oh my god the like, fact so that they have spoken for two years like and there's so much that happened within those two years that we obviously didn't see on screen yeah. and i would love little like glimpses into that like give me it also this is totally random but wanda's outfits in this movie a plus if i can invade anyone's wardrobe it's hers wanda maxima yep those high-rise jeans she was rocking them so well i need to go find them that's just a little random bit there but I love those jeans. And just, that's also the thing. I wasn't the biggest Wanda and Vision fan before. It's still weird to me because he's not a person. It is. But then when you see Paul Bethany in that one scene, I was like, oh, hello there. This I can ship. I was confused when, like, the trailer came out. I was like, how is he a real boy? Like, <laughs> Yeah. And that's what I think is weird. Like, him, her with purple, I'm just like, mm, okay. Because I don't know why it's different with Gamora and Peter. But with them two, I'm like, this I mean, because Gamora's not like part robot. Computer. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. So that's why I'm kind of like, can you make him human permanently? Because I love them together like, as humans. Also, like in their like world, like people dating like aliens is kind of normal. Yeah. Well, even though she's not exactly your average Joe human, but still. Yeah. I, I don't know, but that's kind of the one thing I really appreciate about Infinity War is I went into it hesitant about a lot of things, but I came out loving these characters so much that I just, I do anything for them and I'm going to cry a lot when, and that's the thing I was like, there was, my friend asked me, she's like, are there deaths that you're okay with? And I'm like, no, not really. But I suppose if this character died, I wouldn't mourn as hard. But now I'm like, I'm mourning no matter who dies. Yeah. 
Every death is going to be hard. And that's how you know that this universe that's been established is just so well done. You gotta just thank Robert Downey Jr. for starting this whole thing. Okay. I'm not ready for that either. We're not getting into that. I'm going to miss him so much. But I am excited to see, because they were saying the people who weren't in Infinity War are going to have a much larger role in Avengers 4. So Hawkeye Hawkeye and Ant-Man. Like, I'm really, because Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out July. July, like this year and then yeah. so we get to see like where he's at exactly but they're also saying <clears throat> him and uh clint are on house arrest <laughs> so it's like okay how's that working out but then you, you also see that in the previews for ant-man lost because you see his giant ant playing drums wearing his house arrest bracelet so i'm here for it and then there's nothing like beats hooks there's an ant-man and a spider-man thank you for like just acknowledging the things we all are, Bruce. <laughs> We're all very confused here, but you know what? Why do you got to be named after a bug? Because you know when you think about it, he... <laughs> there was like five Avengers, and now there's like 45. But can they all be considered Avengers? I think now they can, even though they haven't been officially knighted <laughs> into the clan. I feel like T'Challa's an Avenger. Sam's an Avenger. Bucky's an Avenger. Wanda. All these people, they're Avengers now. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. The Avengers. Like, <laughs> all of them, they're all so crucial to this franchise that you just... Losing one is like losing a part of you. I am an emotional wreck, man. I love that, like, secondary characters, like Loki and Bucky, like, they're not, like, the main people in these movies, but they still won over everyone's so, Yeah. Because the second you saw Loki, you were like, damn, his redemption is going to be amazing. And it was. Even though he's still insane and he tries to kill Thor twice a day. Since childhood. He still loves his brother. I can't in that scene where he goes, I assure you, brother, the sun will shine on us again. When? When is that happening? <laughs> when is the sun going to shine on them again? Another thing, which I feel like we should. Oh, my God. We're at like 51 minutes. Sorry, guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> but Steve emphasizing that they don't trade lives, I feel like is also going to play a crucial role into this. because. The original Avengers essentially do have to trade lives. They do have to step down and do something to save these people. And I feel like it is going to cost their lives. And I know Vision brought it back to him full circle when he saved him. Yeah. But I was like, There's, this is so much bigger than just between Vision and Cap. This is between all the Avengers and their little new prodigies. Oh, lives four. are going to be traded. There's going to be a lot of crying and nothing is ever going to be okay. Like, we have a year to prep for this, but I just... We have a year to prep and a year for more podcasts because 50 minutes is not enough to talk about Infinity War. I'm going to go home, make notes. Because I feel like this is just, like, the hype. Like, once it, like, dies down a little bit, we can actually think. After, like, six months? (laughs) Then maybe, just maybe, I can process more. But I love a good movie that makes you stay up all night. I feel like I'm still trying to, like, wrap my head around everything that happened in this movie. Like, it was a lot to take in. It really was. And everyone that watched it was, like, that's the general consensus that people are just numb. And when was the last time a movie did that? You go, Marvel. Honestly, couldn't tell you. No, exactly. I don't remember. Personally, for me, I this was the biggest movie experience I've had where an entire theater was that engaging. I've never been in a theater that was that loud and that responsive to everything that was happening. Not, not even other Marvel movies. Exactly. Like. No. And 
sadly, like this is the kind of reaction that I expected from The Force Awakens, for example, and it was great, but this was something else. And I think it's because of what the movie did and how it made people respond. Everyone was just... I remember we were walking into the theater terrified of hearing spoilers, but no one was talking. People were just coming out of the theater in dead silence and we're like, what? <laughs> Is everything okay here? Like, it's like you're walking into the apocalypse. Like the feelings silence. I had leading up to the movie and during and after, like, I've never felt that exactly. way about a movie. Like, I was like, is this normal? Like, Exactly. Like, and again, kudos, Marvel. Man, that's just... Like, 10 years in the making, like, they know what they're doing. Like, And even if you knew what happens in Infinity War comics, you know that it's a lead up to the Infinity Gauntlet. All yeah. this stuff, even if you know it, I feel like just walking into that movie and watching it and seeing it all come to life and in the way that it did with these performances, like even if no it, words. Because I know like the MCU, they don't follow the comics yeah. exactly, but even like just seeing the stuff that you've seen on pages mm-hmm. like come to life on a big screen, like live action, like it's a it's big numbing. deal. It's very, very numbing. Like, the like cartoon characters I grew up with exactly. as real people, like I cry. So many tears. This is unreal. I mean, it's still Marvel related, but not Infinity War related. But I like half and half kind of want to see Deadpool join the MCU. <laughs> just to get like Deadpool Spider-Man moment. Oh my God. Can you imagine how angry Tony would be though if he just kept cussing in front of Peter? He would turn into Steve and like him and Steve would lose their, their minds with like language every two seconds. But yeah, I would need that. Would, would we be able to get a rated R MCU? Nope. Because Disney would Disney would not, not approve that. Gotta make it family friendly. Even though this was not family friendly. Like, if I was a kid, Everyone I'd be traumatized <laughs> if I was watching this. I would not believe in happy endings, Disney. Come on, you're supposed to, we're supposed to have happy endings at the end of the films. Not tragedies. Is Shuri alive? Yeah. I say that with such confidence as if I know. And Letitia Wright told me herself, but no. <laughs> I'm. They ain't going to touch her. They like the world would riot. Like there's the like main, few people that the world would. We'd be out with pitchforks. Was, the main Wakandans that we know are alive are Koye and Mbaku. Yeah, and Shuri should be alive. I mean, because I mean, she didn't get killed. But yeah, we don't see her after. Yeah, everyone's so, wiped out. So I feel like she'll probably be alive. Maybe the queen wouldn't. She wasn't even. She wasn't even in, in this movie. movie. <laughs> but you know, she fades like back home, drinking her tea. Her tea. I don't know what. Vibranium infused tea. I don't know, but they have to be. I don't think they faded. I feel like Shuri's going to have a bigger role too because we we wanted that for so long and I think everyone was looking forward to that. Just Shuri and Tony still got to talk. I was looking forward to uh, Peter Parker, Shuri. Exactly. Meeting. So like, that's why I think that, oh my God, but she can't meet Peter. Not yet anyway. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. There's so many things that still need to happen. Like my nerdy children exactly. just geeking out about... Pop Science culture and vines and, and memes. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. So many tears. And then this before it just turns into crying noise, crying noise, crying noise. It's from Parks and Rec, guys. Sniffly and sniffling and snobby. Basically. Alrighty. We'll be, we'll be back. We'll definitely be back. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more to discuss. Yep. Probably and like 18 Ant-Man. other movies. Exactly. So. Probably after Ant-Man, too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Good day, y'all. See ya. Bye.